Welcome to the Fear Boss Show, a show created to help you become the bravest, boldest, and most badass version of yourself yet. Now, this show is allergic to basic. It's a show that loves real talk. It's a show that will help you slay self-doubt, and it's a show designed to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm your host, Judy Holler, best-selling author, keynote speaker, improv theater junkie, and a hip-hop-loving entrepreneur. It's kind of like this. If Amy Poehler and Dr. Dre had a baby, uh, that would basically be me. I am obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can get more freedom in your life personally and professionally. This podcast is going to help you do just that. So, are you ready? Let's get this fear party started. You are listening to The Fear Boss Show, episode 15. This episode may contain adult content and language, so please take care while listening. Fear Boss, welcome back. Welcome back to our show. I am so glad you're here. If you don't know, this is a show obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment. Yes, experiment with your fears so you can live a braver life and get more freedom. And that is what we're chasing. And today, Fear Boss, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, and it's the idea of creativity and how to get your creative juices flowing, especially when you feel uninspired and especially when you feel like you're running out of ideas. So this episode was inspired by a fear boss who jumped into my DMs and said, hey, listen, you know, if I'm feeling uninspired, if I've run out of ideas, or if I'm just not feeling creative, how do I get my creative juices flowing? Fear boss... I got you. I have to create for a living, right? I am creating newsletters and micro content online and keynotes and workshops and webinars and podcast episodes for you. But here's the thing. You don't need to be a creator or an artist or a musician or a writer for a living to realize that you actually are responsible for creating every single day. And the fear bosses who rise above the rest take this asset that they have in the business that they're running as CEO of you very seriously. You are a creator and that is a muscle just like your courage. And if you don't use it, If you don't use your creativity on the regular, you will lose it. So a fear boss is always priming their creative muscle just as much as they're priming their courage muscle. So think about it. If you have made a recipe, if you have cooked anything for dinner in the last 24 hours, you are a creator. If you have had to come up with stuff to keep your kids entertained, you are a creator. If you've ever had to negotiate with a teenager, you are a creator. If you've ever had to post anything on social media, you're a creator. And if you've ever had to draft an email or put an email together or create a sales presentation or come up with a creative subject line or throw a birthday party, you are a creator. So number one, we got to get out of our own way and stop assuming that we're not a creator. If you are breathing oxygen right now, you have created something in your life. And this is a beautiful, muscle that will help set you apart from the rest of everybody else in the world who just goes through the motions. 
So since creativity is a muscle we need to prime, how can we prime it? And what are some ways you can get those creative juices flowing, especially if we're really starting to take this practice super seriously? And if you've run out of ideas or maybe you're just a new creator or you are a creator who has gotten uninspired, I got you, I create for a living, and I've got some ideas and tips and hacks that will help you stay in forward momentum here and really, really prime your creative muscles. So if you have run out of inspiration, if you just don't feel creative, and if you need to build a more creative practice in your life, these tips and these tools and these ideas will help you with that. Okay, so one easy tip that I can give you right now, and this is something I use probably daily, if not daily, definitely two or three times a week. So I go to the books on my bookshelf on the regular. If I am feeling uninspired, if I need an idea for my newsletter, if I am like blanking out on what to record for you on this podcast, I will flip open the pages of a book. Usually it's a personal development. Maybe it's a creative book, whatever that may be. And I will look at the highlights, the things I've highlighted, and I will use those ideas to, you know, teach something, remix an idea, tell a story. So use the tools and resources around you. I have books around me everywhere in my office. This doesn't mean that I'm not listening to audiobooks and stuff like that, but I love a physical book. I cannot get enough. I've got one in my hands right now that we're going to talk about in a minute. I'm flipping through it and it's all highlighted and marked up and flagged because... And this is why I don't do a lot of ebooks and I don't like my books digital. I love a good audiobook, but a lot of times I will love a book and then do the audiobook. So I have one of each, but I love having a book in my hands in my office because I use them to create content. So if you are lacking inspiration, if you need to get your creative juices flowing, flip open the pages of a book that you loved, like maybe my book, Fierce My Homeboy. Look at your highlights and what can you use in that book to teach something in that book to someone else? Can you tell a story? Can you remix an idea? So that is something I do all of the time. Number two, if you have a community and a following, reach out to your community. This is a great way to get ideas. Ask the people that follow you, that make up your tribe to tell you what they need and what they're looking for help with and what they'd love your advice on. So I do this with the Fear Boss fam. You guys know this. I'll come to you all the time in the Instagram stories or here on my podcast, I'm always asking, you know, send me ideas and inspiration. And I'm always creating micro content to pull you in order to get inspiration for these episodes and my newsletter, etc. So definitely reach out to the people around you, the community you have built. If you've got one, that's a great way to get inspiration as well. Another thing I do is I love white space, right? And I think when we hit the pause button on human beings, we start. So this is why I believe you get your best ideas when you're on vacation. I came up with Fears My Homeboy, the idea for this book on my honeymoon. This is why you get the best ideas in the shower. You have literally no other distractions, no other interruptions. So I keep notebooks in my white space places. So two of my favorite white space places in my home are, of course, the shower, because I literally can't have any technology in my shower. Same with the bath. And then the other thing would be my Peloton bike. I get so many ideas when riding my bike and when I'm in the shower and just sort of thinking through. So I'll put a link 
link in the show notes, but there is a waterproof notebook that you can keep in like the shower area, bathroom areas. So as an idea pops up, it's just a little sticky that goes on your wall with like a marker and you can like, oh, capture the idea. So I've come up with a lot of things that way because I am hitting the pause button. I've slowed down and I and ideas will just come to me. So keep a notebook in those spaces to capture those ideas. Same thing when I'm riding my Peloton bike. I always have a notebook by me and I try not to have my phone because then I'm too tempted to look at the Instagram or, you know, on the times where we're sort of like taking a little break or refreshing in between like heavy sets on the bike. Like I'll just look at my phone and scroll through and, you know, I want to get away from my phone and honor the time I have on, on my bike. So I keep like an old school notebook and I just keep it on a little table near my Peloton, but things come to me all the time. Like an instructor will just drop a truth bomb and I'll be like, oh my God, that's a great idea for a blog post or, oh my God, I got to tell a story about this because that is such a good idea. So keep notebooks, waterproof or regular in spaces that really bring you focus and disconnect you. Another thing I do to disconnect and to think, and of course, I bring a notebook with me in this scenario too, but walking, walking without technology. And that can be a fear experiment in itself because you could feel like, oh my God, what am I going to do without my phone? And what if someone needs to get me, right? People were walking for many, 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 many decades without technology and cell phones in their pockets and living to talk about it. We don't go on walks anymore without distractions. And listen, I love walking with a podcast. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I I love, love walking and listening to audiobooks, and I still do that. But once a week, I try to take a walk without anything because it's just me and my thoughts and a little notebook. And guess what happens? I come back with creative juices and a lot of ideas. So that could be a fear experiment you can run as well. Another idea is this idea that if you've written about it once, it doesn't mean you can't write about it again. So I'm constantly going through my old content and repurposing it. I will scroll all the way back to my Instagram from like two years ago or a year ago and look at a story I told and look at what I can repurpose in that story. Or could I retell it in a different way now that I'm a different version of myself? So just because you wrote about it once or told the story once doesn't mean you can't retell it and think about it, especially if you're growing a community and trying to build a following, you're getting new followers every single day. I mean, a year ago today, like right now at the time of me recording this podcast episode for you, I have like 16.2 thousand followers on Instagram. A year ago, I had like 3,500. So think about that. The stories I told a year ago, 13 point something thousand people have never seen that story. So look through old blog posts, look through old content, go through your social media feed and pull out those stories that still resonate today, refresh them, dust them off, polish them up, and repurpose them. Another thing, if we're talking about social media that helps me a lot, is make sure that your social media feed is diversified. I find if you're following a bunch of people that do what you do and are all saying the same things that you kind of say, just in a little bit of a different way, it doesn't mean we don't love them and we don't want to support them, but you need to be getting a diversified look at what's going on in the world. So I follow like artists and DJs and interesting creators and musicians and people outside of my comfort zone, some historians, uh, people that talk a lot about stoicism and just things that I'm not getting in my everyday world. I'm a 
pretty motivated person. So I don't need to follow a bunch of motivational content. And I'm not saying that I don't appreciate that content. Of course I do. And there are so many people I follow that provide so many great, beautiful, motivational resources, but I'm watching that. I'm auditing that. It doesn't mean I'm not following it or consuming it. I'm auditing it. I want things in my feed that push me, that give me a different perspective, that are a little outside of my comfort zone because in the discomfort zone is where all the magic lives. So is your social media feed too comfortable? Are you pushing yourself a little bit? Because this can really muster up some creativity. So diversify your following. Also, make sure you're building that habit, that creative habit daily. Remember, with our fear experiments, Fear Boss, we are charged with experimenting with our fear every day on purpose because your courage, your bravery is a muscle. And if you're not using it, you're going to lose it. Same with your creativity. So are you cultivating a creativity habit? Are you playing on the regular? So are you, here's some examples of ways you can cultivate this habit daily. So can you try out a new recipe? Can you play a new game with your kids? Can you color something, paint something, draw something? Can you create some new micro content for your social media? Maybe it's a story you've been wanting to tell so you write it all out so that you can tell the story someday. Maybe it's a journaling practice you sit down and do for two to 10 minutes a day. Maybe it's a video you create, a tutorial showing someone how to do something thing. You've got to be running reps. Are you playing enough? Are you building that habit in your life? If you can play and create 10 minutes a day, you'll start to really prime that muscle. So I'm always looking to create something every single day, even if it's a new recipe, even if it's taking my, I feel like I am creating when I take my HelloFresh that gets delivered to my house and put that recipe together. I'm telling you, it is one of my favorite things. I feel like a chef. I learn how to make sauces and all these funky dishes and I I can make chicken like 10 different ways now because I've learned how to make chicken 10 different ways and I definitely feel like a creative in the kitchen and that is still priming my creative muscle. So have some fun with it, have some fun with it, but make sure you're priming that creative muscle every single day. We've got to run the reps. We've got to run the reps. Another idea here, and this is more of a warning, if you want to really muster up your creative juices, you have got to beware of the things that zap your creativity, that kill your creativity. And these are all ways fear loves to show up, by the way, to stop you from doing anything you want to do in your life. So creativity zappers are absolutely things like your social media. Consuming too much social will zap your creativity because you'll start to look around. So I always say create before you consume because when we look around too much, we start to think that our ideas aren't good enough. So you stop and you just don't do anything because you assume that you aren't good enough and you're not smart enough. And the second you feel inspired... You look around at someone else and you think, oh my God, what am I thinking? So even take this podcast episode for a minute. I have not looked at my, it is about, uh, I'm guessing nine something in the morning, 9.30 in the morning. I'm in my closet and I'm recording on my phone. So I can't tell you what time it is right now, but it's about 9.30 in the morning. And I've picked up my phone to look at my text to make sure all is good in the world. But I have not looked at my social media because I knew the second, because I was feeling really inspired about this episode. So I knew I had to sit down and get it done. Create before you consume, right? And this allows me to stay out of my head in and in forward momentum. Because if I maybe open my Instagram, I'd see something and I'd go, oh my God, or maybe I'd get envious or I'd start to compare myself. So no, we got to keep 
keep moving. So beware social media. Beware what you eat, right? Even just having too much sugar and a ton of carbs and just having, I mean, listen, we're going to have good days and bad days. I live an 80-20 lifestyle. 80% of the time, I'm really good. 20% of the time, I have some fun, right, Fear Boss? Uh, But I am, you know, if I know I really, like when I was writing my book or I'm on deadline and I'm creating a new course or something like that, I'm really being thoughtful about what I'm putting in my body because when I am weighed down physically, it weighs me down mentally, which zaps your creativity. The news, really audit what you're consuming. That always zaps my creativity. Email, again, create before you consume. Take breaks. Don't overwork yourself. I think a big creativity zapper is absolutely just going gangbusters and not giving yourself mindful breaks to just get up and walk around the house and stretch and sit outside for five minutes. So build in breaks to your creative time. Another zapper and the final one I can think to share with you right now is this idea of just doing the the work that isn't right for you right now. So a big element in really zapping creativity in a creative person is this idea of doing like the wrong work. When you are spending too much time on things that don't matter and don't come naturally you're going to zap your creativity. You're gonna really become and feel more creative when you're tapping into the things that make you really feel alive and make you come alive. So delegate and outsource and try to avoid the tasks that really lean into your weakest areas. I'll give you an example here. I love to film video and create video and to write script for video and to think about the whole process of creating online content and just doing video work. I love it. But what I don't like and what zaps my creativity is thinking about the editing process. So I hire people to help me with that. Now, there are videos that I edit for micro content on my Instagram and things like that that I can do pretty quickly on my own. But I don't love doing it. And sometimes I need to do it because financially. I can't afford to outsource everything all the time. But for my big creative endeavors, you know, bring someone in who gets creative juices from doing editing. There are people that edit for a living because this is how they get their creative vibes, right? So that's just a small example of a way you could bring someone in to do the work that really doesn't inspire you. There's a book you have to read. It's a book called Creative Calling by Chase Jarvis. So I'll put all this in the show notes, but follow Chase. He's awesome on Instagram. He's amazing, amazing, amazing. And he wrote a book called Creative Calling. And it's so good. I have so much highlighted in this book. And look what I've done. I've pulled his book off my shelf to inspire this section of the podcast episode. So he writes about this on page 66. He suggests that when we are trying to find our buried vitality, our buried creativity that's in there that we just can't seem to get out, he says, follow your fear. Ask yourself, and these are great questions, fear boss. What makes you weird? What are the things about yourself that you are most unwilling to share? What are the parts of yourself you find ugly and distasteful and scary or maybe unacceptable? It could be that you're resentful of your sister who always got your parents' attention, even though she's always been good to you. It could be that you're not sure you're in love with your spouse anymore. 
Maybe for all your talk about beauty being internal, you wish you were 10 years younger and you're considering plastic surgery. Whatever it is, pull it out. Tap into those painful areas. That's where the magic is waiting. The authentic, vulnerable parts that are jet fuel to your most creative work. The deeper you go, the closer they will come. So obviously, we want to be tactful and tasteful here, right? We don't want to throw people under the bus or overshare too much. There's a way to story tell that is authentic and beautiful and real and vulnerable. So pull out the stories about yourself that make you a little weird. Anytime I share stories about things that have happened to me on the road or things that I'm scared of or vulnerable moments I have about my business or things that I I feel from a self-doubt perspective. And definitely when I share stories about my struggle with an anxiety disorder and panic attacks, I think those are some posts that, yeah, feel very vulnerable and shameful for me, but I think really help people understand that I'm not a perfect human being and that I'm like you and I have my own struggles. So we don't want to do this all of the time. But I think this is really beautiful to consider. This idea that the deeper you go, the closer you will come. And I love the question of what makes you weird? Because we love weird people. We don't want the perfectly perfect Instagram photoshopped newsfeed. We want real people telling real stories. We want people that feel relatable. So again, what makes you weird? What are those things about yourself you're a little nervous to share? And what are the parts of yourself that you feel are a little scared? or maybe even distasteful, how can you remix that into content that will help you connect? Another book you have got to go run and get. It's a book called, and I'll link up, it's a book called Steal Like an Artist. This is my final tip here. And in the book, he writes this. I'll just kind of read to you from the beginning. And I love this book so much. It is called Steal Like an Artist. It says this, Nothing is original. The writer Jonathan Lethem has said that when people call something original, nine times out of 10, they just don't know the references or the original sources involved. What a good artist, what a good creator understands is that nothing comes from nowhere. All creative work builds on what came before. Nothing is completely original. Every new idea is just a mashup or a remix of one or more previous ideas. Again, this even goes back to Fear Boss, me taking a book off the shelf and stealing like an artist. I am giving credit. I am not copying, but I'm using some of the ideas that have inspired me to remix those ideas into something that makes sense for my audience and leans into a story for my life. He goes on to write this on page 11 in his book, You Are. His name is Austin Cleon. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, But it's a book called Steal Like an Artist. He says on page 11, you are in fact a mashup of what you choose to let into your life. You are the sum of your influences. We are shaped and fashioned by what we love. Your job, your job is to collect good ideas. And the more good ideas you collect, the more you can choose from to be influenced by. So good theft, he writes about this, he has this little table, good theft, stealing like an artist looks like honoring what you're consuming, studying what you're consuming, stealing from as many as you can, but giving credit and transforming the idea and remixing 
it into something that is yours. Bad theft. Stealing like a bad artist looks like degrading someone else's work, skimming someone else's work, stealing from one person, plagiarizing, imitating, and ripping it off. No one wants an imitator. No one wants a ripoff. So imitation is about copying. We don't want you to copy. Emulation is when imitation goes one step further, breaking through into creating your own thing. So Kobe Bryant uh, once was quoted in saying this. He said, I've stolen all of my moves from the great players. I just try to do them proud. The guys who came before because I learned so much from them. It's all in the name of the game and it's a lot bigger than me. So the moral of the story is copy your heroes. Examine where you fall short. What's in there that makes you different? That's what you should amplify and transform into your own work. Your job is to add something to the world that only you can add. When you transform the work of a hero of yours into something of your own, that is a great way to flatter them. Anyway, this book, Fear Boss, is full of ways to unlock your creativity. It's Steal Like an Artist, 10 Things Nobody Told You About Being Creative. He's got 10 ideas. Uh, it's such a small little book. It is really, really easy to read. The whole book is, and it's really fun to read. It's got a lot of graphics. It's like 100 pages, 140 pages, but it's a little baby square. So it's not like this is a, a really huge, robust book. It is a very playful, creative book with so many ideas and what's so cool is he just came out with a steal like an artist journal. So it's got exercises, like over a hundred exercises you can use every day to play and to work your creativity muscle and what a perfect tool to be using during our time at home in quarantine. Okay, Fear Boss, there you have it. Some ideas to get your creative juices flowing. Talk to me. Which idea do you like the best? Which one are you going to try first? And which book are you going to go get first? I think both of them will help you tremendously if you really want to step into your power as a creative. So talk to me. Screenshot this episode and let me know that you're listening. Share what you love the most. And of course, send me your show ideas, questions, and inspiration to me on any of the social media. Instagram's my favorite favorite place to hang out. So DM me there. And of course, you can email me anytime at hello at judyholler.com. I want to hear from you because this show is for you. As always, Fear Boss, thank you for listening. I am over here cheering you on. And in the meantime, stay brave, stay creative, and keep experimenting with your fear. Well, hi there. It's me again. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so damn glad you're here. And if you loved this episode, which I hope you did, my hand is on my heart. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling a little extra boss today, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on iTunes so more fear bosses like you can find this podcast. And better yet, share this podcast with the fear boss you love and encourage them to listen. For more on me, my work, and my keynotes, you can visit me at judyholler.com, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com to learn more. And this is also where you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Fear Boss 5, and it comes out every Friday where I share five things I'm loving, learning, and reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love the newsletter, and you can sign up right there on my website. My book is available at most of your favorite book retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, airports, all the things. So search me up on Google or type Judy Holler into Amazon and grab your copy. 
Last but not least, you can always come hang out with me on the social media. Instagram is my favorite place to be. I'm on Instagram at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fears, my homeboy, and Twitter as well at Judy Holler. Until next time, Fear Boss, keep experimenting with your fear and stay brave.